Today's episode of Jam Session is brought to you by Bose. As the official sound of the NFL, Bose gets players close to their peak performance and gets you closer to them. How? With powerful products like their Quiet Comfort 35 wireless headphones. These are Bose's best headphones yet. No noise, no wires, just your music and you. Welcome to Jam Session. I'm Julia Littman. I'm Amanda Dobbins. It's the week we've all been waiting for. Gilmore Girls, we finally watched it. We know the four words. Oh my God. And I just want to be clear, Julia, you know the four words and I'm not spoiling it for you right now because there was some... Yesterday, some drama. yesterday was a really, a really tough one for me. I actually almost cried, but we'll come oh, back no, to that. Okay. <laughs> well, sorry. Talk, mostly talking about Gilmore Girls. Then, so you know, Prince William weighed in on Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, so that's big. Mm-hmm. I just found out 18 months late that Kate Mara is dating Jamie Bell. Yeah, that was a real moment for you. Yeah, and um, you're really interested in Liam Payne and Cheryl Cole having a baby. Yeah, we're gonna do British gossip. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do a British gossip lightning round always, after this. Always good. Yeah, um, let's talk about Gilmore Girls first. If you're I hadn't caught up with it until a few hours ago, but my office mate, Chris Ryan, had, and he was, you know, reading our website, reading what our colleagues have to say about Gomer Girls, sure. and inadvertently revealed to me how the fourth one ended. Can I ask you a question? Because sure. you did contribute to our Gilmore Girls hot takes I did. piece on The Ringer, which I, listen, if you care about the Gilmore Girls, we have some people on TheRinger.com who also really care about the Gilmore Girls and have like crazy opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, so you contributed crazy opinions and somehow avoided the spoilers in said list of crazy opinions. Yeah, I only um, like did a, I only scanned like the top page to okay. like, see where I could drop mine in. Okay. And, oh, interesting. And all of those were related to like the previous episode, like the first seven seasons. So I didn't. I didn't yeah. I didn't that, come across anything that's true. from the, the new season. I, but I feel like that's luck instead of strategy, right? <laughs> I guess so. But we had like had an email dialogue about all of them. Yes. That was pre top, pre new miniseries. What are you calling this season? Because it has its own IMDb page separate from one through seven. Yeah, my understanding is that's for legal reasons. It must be right. Yeah. Um, I'm just calling it the new season of Gilmore Girls. Okay. Well, yeah, so I just, um, I almost cried. It really, <laughs> really cast a shadow over my whole day. It was tough. But, you know, I'll never forget Chris Ryan now and the time that he ruined Gilmore Girls for me. That's totally fine. He didn't, he didn't ruin it. It was still, still delightful. Okay. So um, what's your overall grade? Uh, B minus. Okay. I gave it a B. Um, I... I enjoyed it. Yeah. My my general take is that I believe they had about two hours of material mm-hmm. uh, that they stretched into six. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the final episode, which I believe is fall. Yeah. Um, it was almost two hours. was almost two hours. And, you know, they had done some work in the first three to set it up and kind of get the pieces moving. Maybe they had two and a half hours of material. But um, I thought that final episode was really moving. Um, I loved it. And yeah, and I was just like in tears the whole time because you know I've watched this show so many times. It's my comfort TV show. Sure. It's what I put on when I'm home alone and you know need background noise. Um, so I really enjoyed it, but I, there was a lot of padding in the first three, and that combined with the fact that I don't know that it aged as well as it could have all of the time. Um, and the production elements and the singing, as you know, uh, which I have some issues with. Episode three had like yeah. 20 minutes of a musical. You know, and I think the other issue that I have is that I've been thinking a lot about like escapist culture and what you sure. want from a thing that you watch for purely pleasure to get escapism, to get to get out of the world that you're mm-hmm. in and enter another world. Um and Gilmore Girls always was that for me. And I think that that is less like Gilmore, the show's intent as kind of the purpose that it served in my life. But it has always been that for me. And for it suddenly to become so like depressing and which it was, it was a tragedy for much of It was hard to watch Lorelai and Rory be um, like flailing. Rory, Rory in particular, because she was always descendant. Yeah. And, you know, I understand that the, um, the actor who played Richard Gilmore died, but you know, dealing with all of that was really sad. It was just essentially things weren't working out. Yeah, and it was a show that you know, Rory having everything and Rory being a success was a huge part of the show, and Lorelai getting what she wants was like a huge 
engine of the show. And then for people just, nope, it didn't really, it didn't really work out like that. Um, is realistic and true to life, but it's definitely not what I want from Gilmore Girls. Sure. Um, and I was a little bummed by that. Uh, I felt that way through one and two, and then yeah. through three and four, I did not feel that way. And I was like, I was like, okay, I'm now that I know how this ends up mm-hmm. and like the ha- and like sort of how this plays out, I want to go back and watch one and two. And also, one thing about one and two is I felt like I was part of the problem. Like I wasn't really ready to catch all the references, and I it was like flying by me, and I was like not paying close enough attention. And so I'm excited to go back and like really take it all in. And I, om- I I'm dying to know what sequence they film these. Um, oh, interesting. Because I don't know if I'm if I was projecting or if it was or if it was true that like episode one they filmed first because it definitely felt like off to me in a way the other ones didn't. But they also like the dialogue has to do, had to do not only its usual quips but also so much exposition. Absolutely, and that's like kind of a burden on um, the actors. Yeah, the rhythm of the show I felt was off throughout yeah. the entire things, and some of it. You're right that maybe they're just out of the loop a little and it takes a while to warm back up to talking at that speed you're also right that there was a ton of exposition that they had to cover yeah which does not go hand in hand with the way they talk and also you know i do think 90 minutes it changes the pacing yeah, of the contained sure. episode in a way that i'm not sure it did it a lot of favors right episode three was my favorite that was summer and part of it was because there was a really like classic Gilmore Gilmore Girlsian bit, which was Rory just keeps saying like I'm not back. Like she yeah. kept saying that over and over, and that's like the essence of Gilmore Girls. It's true, and like that was that was exciting. Yeah, and I love com- that. You compare that with the, the running gag of Paul in the first yeah. one, which just I mean maybe I just like poor Paul, I guess. Oh, well, this was <laughs> this is my personal grave mistake with Paul. Sure. Don't cast him. Don't have him ever show up. Yeah, that's a great point. We didn't need to know who Paul was. He's much funnier as a phone person. Yeah, which by the way. Rory's phone was so big, it just made her look like like oddly proportioned. I, I once saw Shaq in an elevator, and he had a phone like tailored to his hand, it looked like, which are very okay. large. And it, I felt like Rory had Shaq's phone, but she's not seven foot whatever. I just felt like she had the new iPhone that I also have that's quite large. <laughs> but now when I hold anyone else's phone, I'm like, oh, this is a doll phone. Um, yeah, I the three phones thing. Yeah, <sighs> not really necessary. Yeah, there was a. Um, they also dropped it after the first episode. So then I was like, well, this is stupid. They kept anytime that Roy was trying to be a journalist, they kept bringing it back, which was great. Um, I would just like to cite a piece um, written by Megan Garber at the Atlantic. Uh-huh. Um, the headline turns out Rory Gilmore is not a good journalist, <laughs> which is really true. Yeah, and. I, I, I don't I don't know whether to feel like the show just got everything wrong, which to an extent it did. Like, yo, that's not how you pitch an editor at GQ. Yeah. You just don't call their cell phone number. Um, or anyone, please don't call me and pitch a story. Uh, I won't answer my phone. <laughs> but I don't know whether some of it is that the show just doesn't know how to portray journalism, which is true of every show, portraying yeah. every industry, and it, you can't really get mad at that. Or whether they were intentionally pointing out that Rory's just not great at it. I don't know. I don't think. I think it's more the former. I don't think that Amy Sherman Palladino like wanted you to think that her her flower Rory is bad at something. I mean, although she did when she here's the thing: if you go to a job interview and you are not at all prepared for a yeah. job interview, that's that's bad. I think uh, that blog seems silly. Yes. Was it supposed to be Exo Jane? Uh, I guess so. Did yeah. you watch Bonheads? Yes. So Sasha is. Yes, of is, course. Is yeah, that. Sasha was my favorite character on Buttheads. I like that she is loyal to her people. Me too. Amy Sherman I love Sutton Foster. Yeah, sure. I, I love Star Hall of the Musical that Sutton Foster did for 20 minutes. I did really laugh at it. With Christian What's-His-Face. Yeah, it was great. It was very funny. Um, I could have done with 10 minutes, though it was great. Who... I admire that they, that's an example of them using the medium and the fact that they had Netflix and 90 minutes to just do whatever they want, and I respect it. I'm, how do they write music? Like, I don't, I have so many questions. Yeah. It was really impressive. Carol King was a part of the musical <laughs> scene. Like, it was just, it was great. I loved it. Um, I mean, the whole thing, oh, that guy's name was Christian Borrell. I, for, I forgot his last name. But he's like, I don't, he's also yeah. a lot of good, a lot of Good Wife uh, alum happening as well, as well. He was on the Good Wife for okay. a stint right. with, obviously, Matt Zucri. Anyway, I thought that Rory was a really bad journalist. Yeah, she was. And part of it was like the phone stuff, um, which is, I just want to read from this article. Uh, number one, when your editor calls you, answer the phone. 
Number two, if the line, when you do answer, has bad reception because your hometown pretty much exists in 1954, stay in one place when you finally get a decent <laughs> connection. Do not, once you have found reception, keep walking around, which I thought was a great point. I, I mean, the whole phone thing was very stupid. I, I was frustrated with how incompetent Rory seemed to be throughout the entire show. Yeah. She did seem like kind of helpless or something. And I'm not like a huge Rory defender and she was pretty annoying, but it it did seem not in keeping at all with the character that they had spent seven years developing, yeah. who was, for all of her flaws and her like quirk, quirky upbringing, really competent and focused and knew what she wanted out of life and didn't get... I mean, I guess she does get derailed from time to time, but... This seemed very strange. It's true. Also, it seemed like her um, relationship with Logan had stayed like exactly the same in the ten years, yeah. where it sort of was like rec- reckless. And like, I get that's like their relationship, but you could keep the kernel of that and still grow up a little bit. They both they both seemed with each other like exactly the same, which is maybe why she ended up leaving their relationship behind. Supposedly, yeah. like they just was not like it. Just seemed like he had been doing the exact same thing, basically, and like hadn't like grown any spine. And she right. sort of is like. Still mad at Mitchum Huntsberger, and there just there wasn't a lot of development there. But I don't know, like like she was like I've, I've always thought Alexis Bledel was a terrible actress, and like loved Gilmore Girls in spite of her. Yeah, so. I'm not. My complaint is not with Alexis Bledel. The thing I keep thinking about, and to be perfectly candid, uh, Rory is the same age as I am, mm-hmm. graduated the same year from college. Um, and so all the jokes about like the cool thirty something gay. I love those. I liked them too, <laughs> but I continue to be really frustrated. I kept thinking about the intern while uh-huh. watching this whole movie. One because it's another example of escapism that just turns like really dark. Yeah. Um, I continue to be really frustrated by kind of older generations referendums on how sad and shitty it is to be a thirty two year old like working woman in the world right now. But I don't think that was the point about the the 30 something gang. I think no, but it was definitely the point of Rory yeah. of everything. They were just it was just Rory, you're totally screwed. Yeah, that's true. And I, I it's hard out there. It's a hard time to be anyone in the world right sure. now. Sure. Um and it's not easy to be a journalist and it's not easy to be successful in the world and everyone could have setbacks, but I thought it was a pretty cynical outlook. It's I think the cynicism also comes from like there's nothing realistic about Rory either. Like, yeah. like there, you know, she complains about having no money, but she has like really nice clothes. She's not trying very hard to get a job. Like right. the thing that I liked about a thirty-something gang. <laughs> well, first of all, they're like they're was, making fun of their people who love their Be blood, which yeah. of which I know many. Sure. And also, I love that movie. Yes. It's great. It, it was just it was really <laughs> like they. Um, were the, such the, a caricature, but like yeah. very spot on. It's very true. What's your favorite PTA movie? It was just it was yeah, that beautiful. Was, it was hilarious. Yeah, but like in some ways they were um like there was like more realis- realism to the caricatures of the thirty something gang than there was to Rory. Like there's just nothing realistic about her yeah, at all. That's very true. So like I guess that like, she doesn't like sadden me because I'm just like this is not this is not real. I don't think it saddened me at all, but I, it was just it was a weird like gear shift for the sure. whole show and for her. Sure. Um, and was part of that kind of darker... It wasn't that fun. It, this show was not that fun to watch. How about that? I th- I felt three and four were fun. Like okay. When I was like back in the groove, I was like, I was having fun with it. I thought like, when they were like finally like... Um, they they were expanding Stars Hollow in a way that I really liked. They like introduced the pool. There was like some different kinds of tracking shots that were very <laughs> like twenty first century. Oh, we have more time. We have a, a bigger budget. Right. I I really liked that. It, it kind of like played at the snow globe feeling, and I was like ba- I was like back in the zone with Gilmore Girls. And I also have a theory that Daniel Palladino is a better writer than Amy Sherman Palladino. Oh, I was gonna say complete opposite. I thought the Amy episodes were so much better. I, I don't know. I just loved Summer. So that was and he wrote that one. And I like I liked his episodes of the original show too. She did a good job with four, but I yeah. just think I think that sometimes um, he has to do like more transition work and less um, character development work. Okay. And so as a result, I like those because episode three is like a transition one of, of the season of this four because yeah. basically it's like when Lorelai decides to go to do her wild tour, it's when Rory decides to start writing. Um, and there's a sort of like it transitions into like the meat of like what they're trying to get at, and I I just enjoy I enjoy that. Yeah, that's true. The things actually start happening. No, that's an interesting point that I wouldn't have noticed. And I I don't know. Also, like they also literally were walking walking around and delivering the newspaper a lot in that episode, which yeah. I thought was really funny. Yeah. Once they got into the groove of the town stuff, 
Yeah, it was great. It was nice, but it did take a while. It did. And I, but then, but now I'm like, maybe the problem is me. I wasn't ready for it. I need to go back. That's generous. I guess I will too. Um, <laughs> Just trying to take a hard, long look in the mirror. No, I mean, I'm sure the problem is me. I mean, as I said, I think some of it is also just being exactly 32. Yeah. Um, and, and watching it happen. I was like, well. And I think some of it is also, I am coming to it from a place of nostalgia and wanting fan sure. service as opposed to, is this kind of the right thing, quote, for the yeah. story. Um, let's talk about fan service. So many cameos. Yes. What was your favorite? What was my favorite cameo? Um... I was really happy to see Dean, and I liked the cornstarch oh, reference. Oh, we're counting actual characters as yeah. cameos? Okay. I thought I thought it was, like, you know, famous people. Sure. Um, I mean, those, those two. But you can do one famous, one regular character. I mean, I just, I was glad to see Logan back. Logan is number one. <laughs> Logan is number one. I don't care what you say. I don't care about Odette. I don't care about the fact that they probably shouldn't be together. Though, like, are we sure? Are we sure they should have? Are we sure that she didn't make a huge mistake? I think they married? should be together. Should she have married him at 22? I live, This is no. the most retro I've ever been in my entire life, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, but it seems like a bit of a mistake. She should not have married him at 22, because if at 33, whatever he is, he's willing to marry someone because his father says so, then that's a problem. So, yeah, that's a good point. But also, part of that is because Rory rejected him. I guess so, but like, Logan, grow up. Like, come on. Take some risks. Don't follow what your dad says. He did says. take some risks. He went, he like shorted the whole damn company when he was 21 and he tried to propose to Rory. He took all of his risks. He cast it off. He was brutally rejected. <laughs> and so he had to go back like he's to, doing just fine. I know, but he had to go to his safe space. I'm just, I think, I think Rory ruined him a little. And so now I can't believe I'm defending a trust fund <laughs> character on a fictional television show. I love I, Logan too. I really, I really do. But I mean, they should be together now. 22. Come on. No, she wasn't ready. She I, got to go on the Barack Obama bus. He's president now. Which they never talked about. I know. I wish they had. You know, I was listening to, um, Oh, thank you to everyone who recommended British podcasts, by the did way. Did you listen to them? Yes, I did. Well, I listened to one called The Seriously Podcast. How was it? Um, it was great oh, and very good. soothing. I believe it's the, I don't want to get this wrong, but it's the New Statesman Oh yeah, uh, cool. pop culture podcast. And I was listening to their Gilmore Girls episode, and they made a very good point, which was that, uh, in their lovely accents, that... It's as if Amy Sherman Palladino has just refused to acknowledge season seven. Yeah, she has. No, yeah, nothing that happened in that season where she wasn't involved exists, which including the Barack Obama thing. Right. Maybe that's for the best. I think it is for the best. And also, if I were her, I wouldn't acknowledge it either. Yeah, they did really briefly talk about the Christopher marriage because yes. I guess you had to. Yeah, that was too too major. To yeah, not, to not see. I don't believe that Christopher would have just dropped out of Rory's life. They make it seem like they really never speak. And I, I don't, Christopher was never like a bad guy. And he also like really loved Rory. And I don't believe that their relationship would have gotten worse in her 20s than it was in her teens. Unless she's a real shithead, which it turns out that could, she might could be. be. Yeah, maybe she's the problem. That's true. Yeah. But I just feel like when she confronts him, she like makes it be like, why weren't you there? And not really, not really his fault necessarily. Sure, he was on the road, but also Lorelai didn't necessarily let him, let him be there. That's true. Her role in that is never really. Uh, Lorelai was a great mother, and we shouldn't question her choices. But yeah, they never they never examine the other side of that. One I didn't thing, really, I didn't take it as accusatory as much as like he's a stand-in for Logan, and yeah. she's like, "What should I do? Right? Do you need to know?" <laughs> Etc. Of course, he needs to know, Rory. Yeah, um, I mean, I hope so, just so he comes back in the too. inevitable spinoffs. I know. So this is like this has been like wildly successful, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I. We haven't. They haven't released the numbers yet yeah. because it's Netflix. But yes, by all accounts and by everyone on the internet, it's been wildly successful. Everyone, everyone's watching it. Um, one thing I wanted to mention before: oh, a season with episode four, which I really liked. It would have been so much better as three, three as like three forty-minute episodes, basically. Like just way better. They even had some transitions like that. Like there was like section one, Lorelai almost hiking. Section two, Rory like figuring things out and reconciling with her mom. Section three, Lorelai and Luke's wedding. Like it was so clear. And yeah. I, I guess it's because the actresses are just too expensive and they did it by episode instead of um, by something else. Like that's how they were paid. But like if they I got, but they got paid so much for so their much. episodes that I think they like you could have prorated it. I think I don't I don't know that it was a cost <laughs> as much as like that's what Amy Sherman Palladino had in her head. 
Um, but I th- completely agree with you, and I think segmenting it then also allows you to do all the wacky B plots that yeah. that are stupid and don't really make sense over the course of a ninety minute episode. Right. Um, so instead, they ended up doing like five minutes of Kirk. Right. You know, that's but, a great point because you can't really do like you have you'd have to invest too much in like Babette's cat dying to have it be like a B plot. Right. Like it's like almost too much over ninety. Right. Mi- over and 90 you know, minutes. I think they wisely decided not to do that, but it did, you know, result in there wasn't as much Stars Hollow as we're used to. Yeah. And for better or worse, like the the weird quirky town people are a huge part of the show. Yeah. It's very strange I was, that, that it's so likable and that we were also invested in it because it's really weird. I know. It just they're just so it's just so unique though. Like there's just really nothing else like it. And the writing is like for all of like how much people make fun of it. It is just so smart. It's true. They pack so much into it. Exactly. And I, again, I think this wasn't moving quite as fast, and it kind of loses some of the magic that yeah. way. Um, one of the blurbs that we had was mm-hmm. from Allison Davis saying that Rory dressed well, dressed well and yeah. I thought she looked great for all four of these. Loved all of her tights and boots and fit and flare dresses. I did not care for the lucky dress. So it was the red dress that she wore to... That was her, ex- definitely her worst dress. It was her worst dress, but yeah. that was the one she kept talking about as her lucky outfit, I think right? so, yeah. yeah. that was terrible. Terrible. But I loved what she was wearing when Logan came to her at Stars Hollow. She was wearing a jean jacket, maroon short fit and flare, and tights. And she just looked great. And then she was wearing it for so much of the episode. I was like, yes, great outfit. And it does seem pretty comfortable. <laughs> very yeah. smart. Very smart, Rory. Um, I just like... She also... in the first one she looked great wearing like black knee-high boots i don't know i was just really into her style she's very pretty it's so weird that she got to be on mad men it's like she didn't deserve it i'm very sorry <laughs> alexis bladell but i just don't think she deserved to be on mad men but she got a husband out of it so I know. Are, they're married right yeah, they they have a child. Married. yeah congratulations to them yeah um yeah she's not she's not a compelling actress necessarily though you know every time I think about this I try to imagine another person with as high energy as Lauren Graham opposite Lauren Graham mm-hmm. doing the thing and it would be exhausting yeah I you know I think part of the her low energy <laughs> is what we'll call it is what makes the show bearable as opposed to just it too intense. On Parenthood, she uh, Lauren Graham mm-hmm. is very close to her daughter, Mae Whitman. Right. And it's such a different vibe. Like, obviously, Mae Whitman could not have been Rory. She's oh, certainly right. not, like, the, the the stand-in. But it is, like, interesting to think about, like, other people playing opposite Lauren Graham. And it's just weird that, like, she her two, like, biggest roles. It's not weird, but, like, her two biggest roles are as single mothers, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and as who, da- who date a lot. But Sarah Braverman and Lorelai Gilmore are, like, so different. But... Lauren Graham is like always Lauren Graham. I don't know, but they they both still work. But it's it's like was funny to now like come back to this and that dynamic, having seen her with Mae Whitman, who um, is just so incredibly different than Rory. Mae Whitman had a cameo, right? Yeah, she I, did. I, so I didn't get to ask you what was your favorite cameo. Um, my favorite cameo celebrity was Carol King. I was really happy she was back sure. and she values the Gilmore Girls brand. I liked that she got to sing one of Me I, too. She got to sing the Earth Moves. That <laughs> I was love great. that. That was a really good in joke that I appreciated. Um, I also like love Sutton Foster so that was great okay um and then I don't know I liked I would never like Jess I was always team Dean but I really enjoyed adult Jess like a lot he had his shit together yeah it was great but why did Dean and Jess have the same horrible haircut horrible <sighs> awful guys cut that off yeah the grooming choices in general were pretty so tough. bad also Dean living in Scranton that's just like too on the nose it's too depressing <laughs> I know it was just ridiculous and how I, many kids four I guess so. Oh, my Lord. Way too many. Yeah. Way, way too many. So it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. I was happy to see him, though, because he was my favorite as a as a teenager. I like the nice guys, the nice, pretty guys. Dean is really your number one? Uh, I like Logan more. But like, okay. I, I, but the Dean versus Jess, I was 100% team Dean. Oh, interesting. Yeah, 100%. I was never into Jess. I don't really care for, like, brooding, like, I'm going to, like, be rude to you. I was just never really into that. I'm really into that, but... That, but he's so annoying. He's yeah. so annoying. And, also he was and then just he like, left. Yeah, he sucked. And then I, I was just never into Jess. But I, I don't know. I, I just loved Dean because I really loved that uh, he read her book to her on the on the date after the dance in season one. I was like, real. I was like, what a great date. <laughs> yeah, he was a little too puppy dog for oh, my particular so tastes. puppy dog. Yeah, but as of as a fourteen year old, I was really into it. I was like, that seems great. <laughs> 
<laughs> I was just so I just loved him. So I was happy to see him. Okay, so you enjoyed Dean. Yeah, I did. What was your take on Luke? I haven't talked about Luke at all. It's yeah, but there's not much to say. That was another interesting thing, right? They totally sapped him of any character. Yeah, they really neutered it, him. It was just not about him anymore. Yeah, which I guess. You know, it was funny when we were, as I mentioned, we were doing the Gilmore Girls hot takes. Uh-huh. Um, several people on the Ringer staff who will be remain anonymous nominated Luke is terrible. Luke's the worst. <laughs> Screw Luke. Um, and then retracted it after watching the episodes, mm-hmm. which, well, all but Allison Davis, who's still writing for <laughs> Luke is terrible, which respect I respect holding on to your opinions. Uh, I, so it made me wonder whether there was almost like, like a conscious recalibration of him. Oh, that's interesting. Um... One thing that I bought into more than I ever have before is that he's actually a good cook. I just felt like he was really cooking a lot. And I was like, okay, maybe you know what you're doing then. You didn't believe it before? No. There was no evidence to me that he could do anything other than make eggs. I recently watched the episode when he substitutes for Suki uh-huh. when she is like bed in bed rest mm-hmm. because she's pregnant. And he seems to be great. He makes a lot of stuff. Like I lamb just, chops and, This was hard for me to believe they were actually the, good. I don't know. Do you believe that Suki's a good cook? More so. I used to like how she obsessed over vegetables before that was like a thing people did. Yeah, she was ahead in that. She was like always about the farm the farm to table locavore movement. She was an Alice Watersite way before it was cool. Yeah, that's true. The Dan Barber jokes were really funny. Yeah. yeah. Roy Choi and uh, Rachel Ray being on were like completely like not worth the money to me. Like, oh, I thought Rachel Ray was nice. Rachel Ray made sense in it. I, li- I like she, her. I'm honestly, an above average actress. That's true. <laughs> Great point. <laughs> that's true. But I was just like, eh, we would have spent money on something else. I don't know. Maybe like an extra 10 minutes of Suki just because, not because I like Melissa McCarthy. I'm, I, I, honestly, I think that the, I, not to say to Rachel Ray, who I like and who taught me a great recipe for sesame noodles that I still make, <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that it's probably gets you 30 seconds of Melissa McCarthy screen time <laughs> if we're doing the finances. not And that's not a judgment on Rachel Ray as a person or a value at all, but that's just talking about like how much money Melissa Car- McCarthy makes, which is a ton a of ton. money. It was very nice to see them together. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it suddenly became alive in a way that made you realize the chemistry was lacking other places. Yeah. And also, like she, like I know she cared about Michelle, but not like on a personal level. More as like a token of like things remaining the same. And me having to invest in Michelle was annoying. Yeah, and whether Michelle's gonna stay yeah. or not, that was very strange. I loved the secret bar. That was really funny. Very charming. Yeah, that was very. That was like very core Gilmore Girls too. Yeah, so that felt that was great. Um, I. Uh, thought that everything with Emily and her maid was like incredibly offensive and I can't believe that was like a running joke yeah. for the whole show. Yeah. I, that was bizarre. That was very 2002 in like a way that no one really stepped in. Like maybe these jokes won't play anymore. Maybe they like they shouldn't have ever but like yeah. It was weird. That com- was weird. I completely agree with you. Just bizarre. And it's also just such a waste of Emily who's my favorite character. Yeah. Emily in Paris, I think. that That's the other thing is that I realized that of the Gilmore Girls and all the women on the show, I care about Emily and Paris a lot more They're great. than both Lorelai and Rory. And I understand part of that is that you don't have to be the engine of the show, so yeah. then you can just be the fun part. By the way, Liza Wilde, mm-hmm. Wheel Wilde, Wild. Liza Wilde looks amazing. Yeah. She's not how to get away with murder, right? Yeah. Yes. So I was one. Uh, uh, Danny Strong. I thought all the jokes. So Danny Strong, who plays Doyle, mm-hmm. is the co-creator of Empire. Right. He's like, and I actually um, watched an hour-long, very low-energy uh, interview with the cast of Gilmore Girls from like two years ago at the Austin <laughs> Television Festival, ATX or whatever. And they all like talk about how Danny Strong is like so successful and like more successful and richer than all <laughs> of them. And I feel like that's something that really must have hit home with everyone involved in Gilmore Girls because they made a lot of jokes about how he like became a screenwriter and all this stuff. But I like that he was on it. Like, Danny Strong seems like a great guy. He does. And he was really embracing the total character. And I suspect some latent bitterness on the part of the of Sherman Palladino's. Oh, for sure. Um, with just, with grace and made it really funny. Totally. That yeah. was great. Um, I was a real bummer that I realized that they just got divorced and we have no resolution on Paris whatsoever. She just no. disappeared. Nah. Maybe she'll come back. And then there was just like a running joke about the stairs in a brownstone. Yeah, I didn't really get that either. Yeah. That, um, I don't under The stairs on a brownstone are not, there aren't that many of them. No, they're not. Um, biggest shock? Yeah. Miss Patty's weight loss. Amazing. Like um, 100 pounds? It was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did spend a minute being like, oh, wait, no, that is her. 
Um, good for her. Yeah. Good for, you know, do what's healthy, make your own choices. Totally. Um, I want to nominate Best Actor, mm-hmm. the guy who plays Taylor, whose name I've never learned. <laughs> he was very good. <laughs> like, he went, he went right back into being Taylor Dosey, and I thought it worked out well. Yeah. Tone deaf Taylor. I thought, I thought Kelly Bishop was great, even yeah. with, like, minimal to work with. Yeah, that's true. She was um, good. She was good. I was. I thought they could have done more with the therapy plotline, which is hilarious, actually. And yeah. I don't know why they never. I, I mean, it makes sense that Emily Gilmore would not go to therapy until her husband died, and she doesn't know what else to do. But they even could have had Rory in there. That would have been great, and it would have been one of those great kind of small episodes with all the family on the couch yelling at each other, which again, you didn't totally get this time around. Yeah, totally. Um, one one thing that you mentioned is that like now that you live in California, it's like so yeah. obvious to you that it's shot on a set. So obvious. The most blatant California thing was when she, when Emily at Emily's beach house, it was like so obviously Orange County. Like the San, the I mean, sorry, the curve of the Santa Monica Bay is so distinct. And I was like, okay, so that's not that's obviously not the Northeast. She is in California and Orange County, which is fine. But let's just call a spade a spade here, or choose a different shot that's like a little bit less obvious of where they are. I was like, I've watched the OC. I know that coastline. I will be totally honest. I did not catch that. Well, it's, I mean, you know, I don't for a second think that they actually filmed on Nantucket. No. But also just the, by the way, the finances on that plot line are just not reasonable. Don't make but sense. But anyway, um, it, I didn't catch that. I will be completely honest. The Burbank stuff was just glaring this time around. Yeah. And I think I saw that even non-California people are kind of aware that in HD and yeah. with the wider screen, it just, it does become more obvious. Yeah. It almost um, helps though. If you if they were definitely played up the snow globe, there's even a snow globe joke at mm-hmm. one point. Yeah. So it almost like if you're gonna play that up, which maybe they just anticipated it being more obvious, yeah. smart to like write it into the script. Just, yeah. What a world that we have like current Gilmore Girls material to be discussing. And well, almost certainly have future Gilmore Girls know, material, isn't that right? Crazy. I mean, so we need to talk about the four words for right. a second. First of all, it was three. Mom, I'm pregnant is three words. Mom, yeah. I'm pregnant. Oh, yeah, is one of them. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay, yeah. you're right. It was four. It was My four bad. words. My bad. It was four <laughs> words. Um, the crucial, yeah. I I don't want to, I, I mean, I don't really think it's even worth bragging about the fact that I that this seemed very obvious multiple years ago. Yeah, I know. Um, because it's the most natural way to extend the show. Yeah. Or to, I mean, Another girl. <laughs> right. You can bring it, you can call it bringing it full circle, or you can call it like teeing up a sequel. I don't yeah. think the things are mutually exclusive. Um but yeah, I I'm especially sorry. because Lorelai is Rory's the age that Lorelai was when the show started. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry that you had them spoiled for you, but I didn't find them to be totally shocking. Yeah, the thing that I think was probably the most different was her scene with Christopher because I would have assumed it was like material for the book, right? Instead of um, her like, yeah. like, should I tell Logan? Yeah, that's a great point. The thing I was most surprised about is just how they did Soprano style cut to black. Yeah. Which, again, that's definitely a choice that they made, and but they're trying to make you feel shitty about it somehow. I know. I don't, know. I don't understand. Are we supposed to feel excited? Like, this is another generation of magical mother-daughter support and lights in the world happening? Or are we supposed to feel like, oh, Rory fucked up? I don't know. I mean, the way that Lorelai responds is, I think, more the latter, that she fucked up. Like, she just looks so shocked. Yeah. But maybe she's just, she's just shocked. It's not, like, disappointment or whatever. Maybe she's just mad that she ruined her wedding day. The thing is, with the, like, now it's about me again, right. which is a really bratty thing to do. <laughs> That's true. Can't you just wait a day? Like, one day. That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. Um, the other thing that just occurred to me, maybe this was intentional, is that Rory is, like, so ill-equipped to be a mother right now. She has no money. She has no job. Right. I guess she'll get, like, a book deal. That's, like, the plan, which I guess is kind of similar to Lorelai, who was a mess as well. But I don't know. I guess I just never would have guessed that Rory would be um, not necessarily like a mom unmarried, like who cares, it's 21st century, but more just like emotionally ill-equipped to be responsible for someone else. She doesn't doesn't seem ready for it. Not at all. And the show seems, and it's not even like the show thinks she's ready for it and we don't, which, you know, I I think even loyal viewers of the show can agree that in watching some of the episodes, there is a... Um, disconnect b- between what the show finds cute and endearing and yeah. what you think is just like really annoying. Lorelai and Roy are really annoying people. Yeah. I love them. I have watched the show a million times. I will continue to watch it. I'm invested, but they're annoying as shit. <laughs> um, 
I don't think the disconnect is there this time. They really just like did a who shot Jr. cliffhanger about a baby daddy. I just what? How much how much cliffhanging is there? There's like, none. I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, if it's not Logan, like then it's the they left something out. I mean, the other it's the Wookiee or Logan, right? right. I mean, if it's the Wookiee, that's... Or maybe it was like, you know, when Jess is yeah, leaving the house Je- and he does like that long stare yeah. and we're supposed to, like, Casablanca style, like, understand that sex yeah. was implied, which I think is bullshit. I mean, particularly on this show, and they're so explicit about pretty much everything. That's true. There, there were no sex scenes. No. But with, I mean, it was obvious with her and Logan. Yeah. We got a Logan. Last night was amazing. <laughs> we got a Logan. Last night was perfect. <laughs> well, we got Logan in the bed shirtless, yeah. which like, thank you. Like, yeah. I'm fine with that. <laughs> looks great. Uh, shout out to Matt Zucri. It looks like he'll, he could have a long career yeah. in front of him now. The anti-Christopher. Yeah, that's true. But uh, so anyway, the weird tone of it aside, it, it seems like they're absolutely setting up yeah. a new series. I hope so. I hope so, too. Yeah. I, I, I want more. I liked it, ultimately. Um, all right. We could talk about Gilmore Girls forever, but let's pause and talk about our sponsors. First, let's say thank you to Bose. They sponsored today's podcast, and they're the official sound of the NFL. Bose gets players closer to their peak performance and gets you closer to them. How? With powerful products like their Quiet Comfort 35 wireless headphones. I have a pair of these myself and can confidently say these are Bose's best headphones yet. No noise, no wires, just your music and you. For more information, visit Bose.com. We also wanted to tell you about proper cloth. Oh, yes, please do. The holidays are near, very near. So why not give someone the gift of a custom-made dress shirt? Ask any guy in your life, and they'll tell you finding a dress shirt that fits is hard. Um, I have witnessed that struggle (laughs) myself. Collars are too tight. Sleeves are too long. Something is always not right. But ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier thanks to proper cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by just answering 10 easy questions. 10, that is a lot. 10 is a lot. Dudes have a lot going on with their (laughs) shirts. They really do. There's no measuring required. Everything from classic business to casual shirts are available. The custom shirts start from just $85 and are really high quality, made from premium Italian and Japanese fabrics. They have literally, literally hundreds of five-star reviews on Google and Yelp. Even GQ calls them their favorite online custom shirt maker. So this is the future of shirts. The website is easy to use. Your custom sizes and preferences are all saved on your profile. You can even order on your phone. Proper cloth guarantees a perfect fit. Remakes are absolutely free, and the team there makes it super easy to do so. So stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Juliet, stop wearing shirts that don't fit. Okay. And start looking your best. Go to propercloth.com slash jam and enter the gift code jam, like Juliet and Amanda, to save $20 on your first shirt. That's propercloth, P-R-O-P-E-R-C-L-O-T-H dot com slash J-A-M and gift code jam for $20 off your first shirt. All right. I feel a little emotionally drained because I like just thinking about Gilmore Girls is exhausting because I just feel so invested. I do too. And I I feel like... I wasn't as, I was airing a lot of emotional feelings there. Thank you for everyone for going on that personal <laughs> journey with me as I worked out how I felt about Gilmore Girls, which is an ongoing process. Yeah. I continue to be grateful that the show exists. Absolutely. That's, yeah. a, that's a great, that's a great final note on Gilmore Girls. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you again soon, girls. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some celebrity goss. Number one, Prince William released a statement supporting Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, which is like unprecedented. It's really wild. They do not like talking to the press about their relationship. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, I don't really know what compelled him to do so, except to, like, speak out against racism, which well, is great if that's why. I, I think that part's great, and I continue to commend them for speaking out against racism. I think, as I understood it, there were kind of unfounded rumors in the British tabloids that Prince William disapproved of right. Prince Harry's statement. And so it was it was more like of a, a got your back, bro, mm. literally, situation. Um I saw a picture of Harry yesterday where he yeah. was giving a speech in Granada. and um, Like you do. Like you do. And his head is exactly the same as William's now. It's like... Um, in what way? You like mean, he's just losing like his hair? No, like, no, he still has his hair, but like his head shape is exactly the same. They've never looked alike, but now they have the same ovular head. It's really weird. Oh, that's that's a shame. Yeah. It's not, it's the not great for Harry. The head has become more 
the heads have become more oval as time yeah, goes on, which is a really interesting. Is there anyone else who ages by just totally changing head shape? I don't know. You can change like a jawline or you can change kind of like the weight in the face or how it's distributed. But to actually, it's like they're changing cranial structure. I know. Is it helping <laughs> that I'm just like grabbing my face right yes. now as I do this? Really? For the people at home, I just, you know. Um, have you ever applied a Snapchat filter to your face? I haven't actually. It does like a whole like, uh, like I'm a familiar. oval thing yeah. over you. Like, oh, to, like, okay. To capture your head. It's oh. very similar to what you were just doing. Okay. Anyway, this is just big. Meghan Markle is like, she's in. What if, I, they, what I, if they get married? That would be great. Will there be a royal wedding, even though she'll never be queen? Yes, absolutely. Okay, great. 100%. I, I could watch it on TV. Yeah, it won't. Yes, you'll totally be able to watch it on TV, and they'll do a whole thing. I'll never forget where I was for the royal wedding. April 2011. Oh, where were you? I was in San Francisco. It was 2 a.m. I was on the phone with my mom. It that's, was amazing. That's so nice. It was like 5 a.m. in New York, and it was really tough. And I definitely got up, and I watched the whole thing. I was also a little misinformed about when she would actually, mm. like when the actual ceremony was going to begin, and when it was just the pre-show. So I was up at 4 a.m. The just pageantry watching. was amazing. It was great. I, the pageantry for whoever Prince Harry marries will not be as great as right. whoever Prince William marries just because of he's the heir to the throne. Right. But they'll make a to-do of it. Harry's number five. I mean, he can't get that much, you know? Yeah, but they gotta put on a show. If they yeah. don't, like, if what's the point of being royal otherwise? Exactly. Also, if people aren't interested in the royal family, then there's no reason for the royal family to exist and then they will go away. Right. You know? The only reason that they exist is because people like to watch their fancy weddings on TV. Right. People like you ourselves, and me. Yes, ourselves included. <laughs> very much included like that. I was not, I did not mean to put anyone down for that. Well, then I really hope this works out between the two of them. I could go for some royal wedding. How would that affect suits, though? It's a great question. I like to think that it wouldn't. I like, okay. I like to think that he's an accommodating husband who would let her continue. Although, how many more seasons of suits could we really have? I mean, we've had six. <laughs> I mean, you are the expert on this. <laughs> I guess, and Gina Torres just left. I bet there's going to be three more, if I had to guess. So th- their marriage can definitely can withstand that yeah i'm confident uh, historically women who marry into the royal family don't totally keep working in a true professional capacity but again (laughs) listen there it's everything they're doing right now is totally unprecedented and i commend them for it and it seems like maybe they'll just change what it means to be i know they're they're evolving just like the rest of the world yeah it's beautiful um also happening in england jamie bell is dating kate mara which i just found out about how long have you known at least a year. I don't. I don't know how I missed it. She's been. She was jumping around for a bit. Yeah. She, the Max Minghella was really her anchor relationship right. for a long time. There were some photographs with Shia, though I was not clear oh, whether I that forgot. was just. Was a, that at Disney World or something? Yeah, but it could have been like a on set just friendship type of thing. That's beautiful. Yeah, the Jamie Bell thing's been going. Do you want to read the really great quote? Sure. So she um, was on Conan, and she said, somehow I ended up dating a lot of Englishmen. They like soccer, not football. My boyfriend right now, my boyfriend Jamie, is amazing, and he surprised me one day. When we first started dating, he spent a night where all he did was watch all the previous season of the Giants. Every game. So the next time we watched a game together, he knew everything about it, which was amazing. He did his homework. Okay, some follow-up questions. Okay. Number one, is it possible to learn everything about football (laughs) in one night? Definitely not 100% no two, is it possible to learn everything about football from watching the Giants no although they did if you watch the Super Bowl maybe that could be like a good the eight and eight seasons is a good one because there's a lot of both wins and losses but yeah anyway no also he could have watched the Steelers I mean I guess she really identifies more with the Giants because they, they won more recently but I mean come on Jamie if you're really doing your homework go for both teams what sport would you be willing to watch? What sport that you don't follow would you be willing to watch for a guy? Yeah, a whole night of. For for anyone in your life. Don't, you know. As um, an act of love. Yeah, sure. Um, definitely soccer. I've like always wanted to be a soccer fan, just okay. like have not been able to make it happen. Okay. Um, I think that might be it. Hockey, no. I mean football I watch anyway. It okay. definitely it's soccer. I would like for someone to find a way for me to actively engage with soccer on a daily okay. basis. Would you watch golf? No. <laughs> no. I mean, like, yes, but I would fall asleep. Would you watch tennis? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Would you watch... I'm trying to think of other sports right now. Baseball, are, slow. Baseball, oh, yeah. hockey, no. Like, those are okay. out. If those are your passions, that's a problem. Sorry. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, I know that you watch football as an act of love. 
I know, I've been opting out. <laughs> you did watch football. I did. I, I did, and I did read some articles, but um, the Wentz wagon kind of yeah, the wheels are coming off. Yeah, I I don't know that they were ever really on them, to be perfectly honest. But in my house, they were on until they're off, and it's just easier to not be around for that. Um, yeah, it's tough, tough times. Uh, I just I, I guess I'm excited about Kate Mara and Jamie Bell. It's just more like I I couldn't believe that I didn't know about it. So thanks for listening to me discuss it. It is exciting to find some sort of new celebrity gossip. Because yeah. the it, Maras are just also like yeah. endlessly fascinating because they're so rich. But I do think we keep talking about we're sort of in a, we're in between yeah, love, celebrities I'm right now. It. So you got to find some new stuff. And it's really invigorating when there's a new power couple on the scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. It's like in, in Kate Mara, you can just never count her out. Who knows, who knows what will be coming from her. Um, next up, I just heard Niall Horan of One Direction on Kiss FM this morning, which reminded me about Liam and Cheryl Cole, which we were discussing yesterday. Yes, yeah, so they have they made- acknowledged that he's the father. I think that last so last night they appeared at an event in London together, and there she was wearing a tight dress, and what was very clearly a baby bump right. was on display. And this morning, people confirmed, not from their publicists, but from sources who are probably their publicists who don't sure. want to go on record, um, that she is pregnant with. His kid, which oh is God. just mind blowing to he's, me. He's 23, I think. 24? He's 23. She's 33. You know what? I The age difference doesn't matter to me at all. How is she only 33? I thought she was like 37 or 40. Wow. She's been around a long time, longer I than mean, I realized. I, that's what I read in People Magazine. So maybe 33 is the age that she okay. wants you to be. But listen, I just. You, I remember Cheryl Cole from Fight for This Love yeah. and from It Was Girls Allowed, right? Yeah, Girls Allowed. Yeah. And something now kind of, she's ooh, having kind of a off. One Direction kids baby. Like, the wheels of time keep turning. Also, she's already been married to two soccer players. Yes. I, Hello Magazine had a great time <laughs> with both of those. Please come over to my house. I'll show you the wedding spreads, which I mean, they sold for a lot of money. She's only Cheryl Cole because she was married to Ashley Cole. Yeah. Like, that's not even her That's not her maiden name. Well, I think technically she goes by Cheryl now. Okay. But like she, Madonna? Yeah. But she came into my life as Cheryl Cole, and that's who she'll always sure. be. Sure. I can't... I, it is really wild. And also, this means that this is the second One Direction person to have a child. Or third. No, second. Liam yeah. has one. Yes. No, Liam will. Louis has one. Yes. And then Harry, Zane, and Niall. I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if Zane had, like, a secret child. He's the wild one that got kicked out of the group. Did he get kicked out? Yeah. Is that what's happening? So that's now? the unofficial story, but okay. Ryan Seacrest made a joke about it on Kiss, Kiss FM with with Nile, so I think that's soon becoming the official record. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I like that. That's like a, a thing. And, he, and he's still dating Gigi Hadid, I believe. Yes, last I heard. Yeah. What? Are, where are your one D power rankings right now? Um, well, Liam used to be my number one, but I'm I don't know about Liam. You're skeptical of this? I don't know. I think Harry's number one. Harry, Harry, Nile, Liam, Louis, Zane. I don't like Zane. Can I ask you, as our official One Direction correspondent, sure. are they going to make any more music, or no, is it over? It's over. They they won't commit to it being over, but it's over. When they need money, maybe they'll get back together. They'll but, do a but it's over tour. for now. Yeah. So Niall is on the solo yes. circuit. So I'm is aware. Zane. Yes, obviously. Um, Harry is doing Dunkirk. He's in Dunkirk, the Christopher I Nolan film. Literally can't wait I'm for that. I'm so excited. Are there plans for a solo album from Harry? Probably. He's a pretty good singer. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. As far as you yes. know, I st- I'm still thinking of the high notes on "Story of My Life," oh, which are just like "Story of My yeah. Life." Great song. Wait, can we can we do this once and for all? Sure. We once had a before we even were coworkers. Sure. We had a really enlightening conversation on Twitter about the song "The Story of My Life," uh-huh. which I would like to make public I don't remember here today. It. What the hell is the story of my life about? I like, don't, what are they singing about? It, to keep her... Who is who is the she I think in Story a, of My Life? It, like, would make sense that it's about their moms, but it's not. Like, I don't know who it's about. Like, is it could be about Cheryl Cole, for all I know. No, but it predates Cheryl Cole. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I just don't understand what's happening in the Story of My Life. This is what happens when you write all of your songs on the road, or slash you don't write them yourself, yeah. and record them in hotel rooms. It's just like... Why is she cold? Why is she broken? <laughs> it kind um, of reminds me of um, Alicia Vikander in The Light Between Oceans. Oof. <laughs> cold. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make sense as a narrative to me. I've never no. been able to understand who they're singing about. None of their songs make sense, though. 
Like at all. Um, that would, that's what makes you beautiful is at least a coherent <laughs> statement that I can follow. I understand what they are trying to communicate to the teenage girls of the world. The story of my life is really complicated by the video because it also is like all about their families. Yeah. But also like losing their family members. It's also about erasure, you know? Raise, sure. Raising where you came from. <laughs> oh, great. So let's, let's bring some literary criticism into this. Um, yeah, you you had explained to me that you thought it was about the moms based on yeah. the video. Yeah. But mostly that it's just incoherent. Completely. But okay. That's not really their, I mean, it's their, it's their fault so much as their names are on it, but really they don't write any of their songs. They get credit, but they don't yeah, write them. Yeah, I don't hold them responsible. I'm not interested in their music. No. I like them as celebrities, though. Yeah, they were great celebrities. It was never about the music, which is honestly sort of the perfect distillation of what a boy band should be, which is just, like, be really cute and be in the tabloids. Yeah. and then So they're doing it right. Yeah. Great job, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Loving it. Um, Did we have one final note we wanted to discuss? Oh, I had one. This yes. Is, this isn't on the rundown, but yeah. late breaking news. Uh. Amanda Seyfried and Don from the newsroom were having a child. Congratulations. Thomas Sadowski, that's his name. Yes. Did you see that this morning? I did. I, I can't believe that of all of her boyfriends, this is the one with whom she has a child. They're engaged, right? Yeah. It was pretty quick. Yeah. Um, you know, and I feel for Justin Long in situations like that. Tough. And I Real always, tough for Justin. You know, I, I don't want to speculate on the timing of the engagement versus the uh, other <laughs> news, but, you know, it's, it's always important to think about all the scenarios. Listen... I like kids. If you feel that you're in a position to have a child and it's what you want to be doing, congratulations. That's a great, great point. Congrats, congratulations. Guys. And I wish you well. That's all. <laughs> all right. I do too. I just, I, I don't know. I can't believe she's having a kid. That feels like a bigger deal than Rory having a kid. I, I don't know if it is. <laughs> I'm going to be perfectly honest. With all due respect to Amanda Seyfried, who is a sister Amanda, and one oh, yes. of the less embarrassing sister Amandas that we have, it's not been it's not been a great run for us. She's got great hair. Just beautiful hair. Yeah. She's, Thick, luscious, true blonde hair. She's beautiful. I rewatched half of Mamma Mia recently before I had to turn it off. Um, Mamma Mia. Bad, bad movie. She looks pretty in it. Great clothes. Um, I, I love Big Love. Like, it's one of my favorite shows of all time. Is she? Yeah. She's the third She's one? the daughter. Oh, no. She's, oh, she's the, okay. She's uh, Barb and Bill's oldest daughter. And she leaves, runs away with her teacher, Aaron Paul, with whom she has kids. Okay. Well, life imitates art. Um, Sarah Hendrickson. I I wish them well. That's so nice. You know what? Let's end it right there. Okay. What a happy note. Thanks for listening. Shout out to the Gilmore Girls and shout out to our sponsors. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. 